0: All right, welcome back once again to the lab where we dig in and dissect to a wide variety of topics. I was going to say a wild variety because this one here (laughs) that we are (laughs) discussing right now is quite wild. It is. Uh, We have started a a little mini-series on unsolved uh, mysteries, unsolved just kind of weird stuff that hasn't been explained. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not going to say that we can crack the case because right now our track record is zero. (laughs) If you want to help us crack the case, the weekly lab at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us. You can also send us topic suggestions to that email. If you're listening over shortwave, we will get you a QSL card in the mail as well. Yes. Uh, last week we discussed the uh, Dyatlov Pass incident, which is a case where nine Russian hikers set out across uh, what I would call Siberia. Mm-hmm. I don't really know where the line is in the Russia or... During this time, it was the Soviet Union that defines where Subi- Siberia actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, they went out for a hike. They were found dead. Yeah, all uh, of them. yeah well past their due date to return, and they died under very mysterious, unexplained circumstances, yep. along with um, being inflicted with some quite catastrophic injuries that are unexplainable. Yeah. Um, at least two of them were missing their eyes. Yep. One of them was missing their tongue. Ugh. Almost all of them had died of blunt force trauma that the coroner later determined was just hypothermia. Yeah. Um, caused by a uh, unknown compelling force was the whole um, little phrase inside the death report that kind of throws everybody for a loop.
1: Yeah. Don't you think the coroner knew, like, if I put this in there, it's going to, like, confuse a lot of people and open the door for the conspiracies? Like, Maybe. That's such a vague statement.
0: Um, so these people were hiking out in their tent. The way we know anything about this is that they kept uh, diary entries, journal entries, whatever you want to call it, and they all had some cameras that they took pictures of uh, mm-hmm. of each other with. So um, what is believed to be the night that, all, that everything went wrong, um, something in the middle of the night caused the group of hikers to panic. They cut their tent from the inside, yep. and they all stumbled out into the snow wearing virtually no clothing.
1: Yeah, not for those elements where it was like negative 30 degrees Celsius.
0: How? What is that in Fahrenheit?
1: It's like 22 degrees Fahrenheit. Negative.
0: Negative 22 degrees. Yeah. Very well. Something like that. Um, they all stumbled away from the tent into the snow. They tried to build another fire, um, and it just didn't work out. <laughs> Nobody not at all. ever tried to return back to the tent, or if they did try, they did not succeed. They didn't put any of their clothing on. They never went and grabbed their supplies, anything like that. Nope. Um, If you want the full recap, you can go back and listen to last week's episode, or you can uh, do an internet search, YouTube it, and check out exactly what we're talking about is the Dyatlov Pass Incident. Mm -hmm. So this week we're going to try to talk about some of the um, uh, explanations, some of the thoughts about what exactly happened. We were saying last week that no matter what somebody has come up with that I've seen so far it doesn't answer all the questions. Um,
1: yeah, at least holds to the imagination where you're like, that doesn't make any sense.
0: Right. Um. I mean, even a couple of the bodies were found with radiation all over them. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, it's a Soviet Union, so maybe that's not too weird. Um, yeah. For that time period, this was in 1959, but that just adds another element of uh, what is going on out there in Siberia. Yeah. Um. So one of the first uh cases that we'll jump into as far as um, an explanation or what somebody has determined happened or whatnot um, was, uh, well, I don't want to get into the whole drinking thing. I know one of them, I mean that's just a quick one, they thought that like, because some of them did have alcohol in their system, they thought they all got drunk, had a fight. Mm -hmm. And then they killed each other out there in the snow. I think you can probably dismiss that one just because of the injuries. Yeah. And the the way that the bodies were strewn about.
1: I was going to say the injuries and why would they break off into three different groups. Right. And like do their own thing. We're going to
0: have a royal rumble. Whoever survives each of these groups is going to come back and face off.
1: Yeah. Or even if they got into a disagreement, they're like, screw you guys. I'm going on by myself. Like, why would you go out in your underwear?
0: And not take any of your equipment with you. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's no... There's no doubting that, you know, the Soviets liked their vodka. Sure. So, I mean, I'm sure they did have a few uh, pops in them, but...
1: They probably weren't that drunk, though. <laughs> uh, well,
0: you know... <laughs> they have an immunity. Some people can drink and hike, some people can't.
1: Define drunk hiking. You know? Who knows?
0: Um, But but what's some of the other ones here?
1: Um, So, due to the blunt force trauma of these people, internal bleeding, fractured ribs, fractured sternums, things like that, some people said there was, like, some kind of infrasound blast.
0: Okay. Infrasound blast. That, to me, sounds like um, what could cause an infrasound blast. Is that, like, like military stuff?
1: I would say military-type things. Okay. Um, but they say that if you're exposed to infrasound, it causes a panic. Sometimes if you're exposed to like high levels and sometimes like, okay, let's go back to our spooky episodes during Halloween where we talk about ghost hunting and, you know, the Ghost Adventures crew is always talking about EMF readings. And if there's like high levels of EMF from electric stuff in like old houses, it can make you feel nauseous. It can make you feel dizzy. So basically they were saying they were exposed to a large blast of infrasound that caused panic. Like, it just made them feel really weird and they needed to get out of there. Hence the reason of cutting the tent um, and leaving in such a panic. But I feel like they would be scrambling. Like, there would be signs of struggle. As opposed to last episode where he said the nine sets of footprints that the search party found were, like, them walking off in a very calm, organized manner.
0: Yeah, it was almost like they walked out of their single file.
1: Right. So if you were in a state of panic... Mm-hmm you wouldn't just be like, all right, guys, let's do this, and just be like, dun, 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 dun. Like, they would be scrambling. They would be on, like, all fours, like, running for their lives. Okay. You know what I mean? I do. So, um... Not
0: to mention, could infrasound cause someone's eyes to fall out? Someone to swallow their... bite their tongue off and... um
1: Yeah, I have no idea.
0: Fractured ribs, punctured lungs, and that type of thing? I'm gonna I assume no. doubt it. Because I think, too, if there was an infrasound blast out there, would they not all pretty much suffer the same type of injuries?
1: You would think so. Because they were all in the same tent together Mm -hmm. when it happened. And why wouldn't they have died sooner if that was the case? Like, I don't think they would have walked as far as they all did if that was the case. You know what I mean? I do. Like, if panic set in while they were in the tent, that's such a, like, right then and there. They wouldn't have walked like thousands of meters off in the distance.
0: Hmm. And, and for our died. American listeners, a meter is roughly three feet three inches.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm going off an article about like Russia. So Russia. Mother Russia. So I mean, all right. So okay. infrasound.
0: Infrasound, sure. Can I debunk that? No, but do I think it had anything to do with infrasound? Not really, especially because, and I'm going to say this on the next one too, that involves anything with the military. Mm-hmm. The Soviet Union was so crazy when it came to military crap mm-hmm. that I think if the military was responsible for it, they would have just buried it. You wouldn't have heard anything about it.
1: They would have just gone missing, and they would have been like, "Yep, that sucks."
0: You know, kind of like. To some uh, degree. The whole Chernobyl thing, they kept that for Oof. a few days from everybody. And oh, yeah. Everybody, like, all those people died from, oh, don't worry, it's very fine, very small radiation. Yeah, when but it was in reality, bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, um, that's just how the Soviet Union was. Yeah, um, that's,
1: that's the next one I have here is air mine hypothesis. So the military was using parachute mines and experimenting with how successful they were. So a mine could cause a blast that could cause blunt force trauma if it exploded right next to you. But explain to me how a mine goes off and there's no evidence of it.
0: Coincidence, man. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like you would have found like shrap metal from the mine. You would have found the parachute itself. You would have found and and two, again, they were strewn among and it's not like they had like singed skin or like limbs missing I know they are missing their eyes and their tongue, but, like, how would a mind blast only, like, blow out your eyeballs? Yeah. <laughs> you know uh. what I mean? Like, that. That So this, like, um this long explanation here, I mean, in my simple Kate Holiday mind, I don't need this long explanation. And I feel like I could just feel like.
0: You just think that's bull. I do. You can dismiss that.
1: Yeah. I mean, however, even people from, uh, I believe I said this last episode, the Mansi tribes, like the local tribes. Are we people, sure that's the name of it?
0: No, but um, man, man, see.
1: I mean, I don't speak Russian, so um, a, even some soldiers from the local military in the sure. area um, and other hikers claim that they saw glowing orange orbs in the sky like on the night of or around that time frame when this incident happened. So they were thinking like maybe it could have been military ish things going on. Um, There is also a theory behind those where it's UFOs. It could be rockets. It could be meteors because it was at the height of the space race. So a lot of space debris around. But again, if something happened to them from these glowing orbs, there was no evidence of any type of like rocket material or meteor debris. Or was there,
0: and the Soviet military buried that part of it?
1: Maybe. I don't know. We still made it to the moon first. So, Mm. Um but I I, I I don't know I don't think that it was parachute mines or military activity alright personally personally um the avalanche theory
0: okay let's go get ahead. into
1: this no you go ahead
0: well, I think my problem with an avalanche theory is, if an avalanche is coming, I know like a lot of experienced hikers can sense it. they can feel the ground vibrating, they can hear the snow coming or whatnot. So yeah, that would set a panic in, and they're like, "We have to get out right stat now." So if they grabbed their knife and mm-hmm. they start sawing their way out, I, I feel like, <laughs> go ahead, you get out of the tent, <laughs> yeah, you would be sprinting. Instead, it's again that single file footsteps yeah. that go out together. I don't think now is the time to muster everybody up and be like, all right, guys, let's go this way. No, we would be an avalanche is coming. We just cut our way out of the tent. Everybody panic.
1: And I feel like cutting your way out of the tent would take longer than just unzipping the opening. Like if you're in a hurry for an avalanche, (laughs) where's accent coming from? Um, But also, if you knew that was the case, you would think that your tent's going to get buried. You would dress appropriately and grab all the crap that you could. I would not leave in my underwear, in my pair of chonies, and some
0: socks. Okay, but let's say you did get out because you thought an avalanche was coming, and it didn't. It's in the avalanche. <laughs> Go back and grab your stuff.
1: <laughs> right. I just, I mean, and there was no, there has been no signs of an avalanche in that area during all of these studies. So, granted, they closed the case after they found the bodies in May. Mm-hmm. Like, really quick, they, were clo- they were just said, you know, it was some unseen, unexplainable thing essentially um and the case wasn't open again until 2019 so it was like a shut and open and closed case as they would say um but that whole time even people were looking into it you know reading the medical examiner's reports going back to that area there was no signs of anything that had to do with an avalanche like yes the tent was covered by a few they said a few centimeters of snow so there was a very light uh sprinkling of snow if you will okay no signs of avalanche and even if it was an avalanche, like you said, it could sustain broken ribs and things like that. I mean, blunt force trauma to the back of your head, sure, your eyes could pop out, but I i don't – it makes no sense because there was no signs of it. So um, in the last episode, too, I briefly mentioned that earlier this year in 2021 um, – I don't know if you read anything about this, but apparently there was some – technology, this sounds so far fetched to me, and it's probably going to sound really weird to you guys. The movie Frozen, Disney. There's a part where they outrun an avalanche. Some Russian guy got the technology, like the computerized stuff that they used to recreate that avalanche and he was looking into it and he said using that technology and doing experiments on this case, he basically solved it and said it was like a slab av- avalanche or something. Okay. But that still doesn't explain how there's no evidence of an avalanche.
0: So he's saying that they outran an avalanche? Yeah. But they died. Right. Of blood force trauma and hypothermia. Right. So they didn't outrun the avalanche. They did not. And their tent didn't get covered and swept away in an avalanche. No. Okay, I think we can dismiss that.
1: Yeah, and another thing, if you look at the trajectory of how they were hiking and everything, and then where they went when they left the tent, it was down the mountain, pretty much in line with their tent. So if you think an avalanche is coming on such a large mountain, why wouldn't you go to the side? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were seeking refuge supposedly in the trees, but the trees are going to get mowed over by an avalanche. So they literally, if you're looking at the mountain head on, they went straight down and slightly to the right.
0: I feel like you're getting angry at these people because they didn't do the right thing.
1: (laughs) I am. How dare you? But I'm just saying for like an avalanche theory, like if I thought an avalanche was coming, I would go to the left or right. I wouldn't go down the mountain.
0: Would you go up and try to hit it head on?
1: I mean, depending on how much alcohol and Russian vodka I had in my system, and I'm like, bruh, like I could take on the world, maybe.
0: Maybe, right? But
1: my gut's telling me I would go left or right. Well, your and guts try and... are
0: going to be deformed and stuff like everyone else is out there.
1: Apparently. So, I personally, even with technology and everything, and them saying that they basically cracked the case earlier this year, I don't buy into the avalanche part. All right. I, I think... just don't.
0: Whatever. Do you? No. No. I don't think so either. No. I think the one that I've come across that makes the most sense UFOs. Absolutely not. Oh. If a UFO was going to show up <laughs> out of everybody on the earth, yeah, they, they <laughs> picked these nine hikers out in the middle of nowhere and decided to present themselves to them.
1: Okay. Well, we were talking about this over dinner, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Because if they wanted to experiment and grab human eyeballs and a human tongue and some other stuff and do experiments on these people, why wouldn't you do it in a very remote area where there isn't anybody that's gonna see you? Maybe they maybe they saw the glowing orange orb of your UFO, but they didn't see you grabbing those people and doing experiments on them.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Debunk that. Something to think about. Oh, I don't believe in UFOs. Sip that tea. <laughs>
0: um.
1: Anyways, back on track.
0: Back on track.
1: Yeah, the one that you say makes the most sense.
0: The one that I say makes the most logical sense, however, I still can't plug all the pieces of evidence that was left over, Mm -hmm. is the fact that one of the dudes, I don't know his name, I think it was like Yuri Yakov or something, (laughs) he built his own wooden stove to heat the tent. Mm -hmm. He made his own exhaust system to pipe out the smoke. Yep. Um, There's even photos of this. Yep. There's also... On
1: their, like, on their photos. It wasn't, like, evidence photos. What?
0: (laughs) There's actual photos of this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um... So, uh, crap, you made me lose my train of thought. What are we talking about? So the, We don't have a lot of time. All right. The the stove. So We he, have to he, solve this case in like five minutes. You okay, we're going to do it. Right? So
1: he built this own metal stove. They could cook food. They could heat the tent. It had its own exhaust pipe, so they put it in the tent. It's not like barbecuing in your garage where you're going to die of like smoke inhalation uh, Thanks, Kate. I'll take it from here. All right, you got it.
0: So he's piping out all this piping hot smoke in the air, mm-hmm. and there's even a picture of him, not evidence pictures, mm-hmm. of him with a burnt coat, and they think that's what happened um, before. Maybe his tried-and-true method wasn't all that tried-and-true. So they think that that night he had used his wooden stove because mm-hmm. they actually found leftover food that had been cooked on this stove the next whenever they found the place. Yep. They think that he dismantled his exhaust system, the uh, fire rekindled itself, smoked out the tent, they all panicked, they grabbed their knives, they started sawing, they got their way out to try um, to escape the fire, okay? hmm So, sure, that makes a lot of sense because the guy's coat had been burnt before. Sure. So that may have happened. However... If the tent didn't burn down, why did you not stay with the tent? Right. You're going to know once you evacuate, hey, look, it didn't catch on fire. Yeah. And also, if it did smoke that much to smoke them out of the tent, unless they stayed there to extinguish the fire, the tent would have burned up, which it did not.
1: It did not. So,
0: therefore... This whole thing that I believe in, I just debunked it myself. I can't even believe in that now. So I don't know what to believe. Problem solved. I thought I had agreed with finally something in this case, and then as I say it out loud, I don't agree with it anymore. So I don't know what to think.
1: See, that was the other one that I was talking about where I watched the video of this guy explaining it, and he was like, yeah, I think this is the most logical thing, and he was talking about the fire. But it's like, he said they slashed the inside of the tent to vent the smoke. But in my mind... I would just put the fire out as much as possible and open the hatch because most tents, I know that their tent was like from the 1950s so they don't have like the little uh, like skylight thing that you can open up and like it's just a screen essentially so you can vent it or whatever but like I would have opened the front and let it air out and then I would have just gone back in there. I wouldn't have cut my tent because you think now I've cut my tent, we're going to keep hiking and snow's just going to come straight in.
0: So here's the other question.
1: That makes no sense, especially experienced hikers. They wouldn't make a silly mistake like that.
0: First, two questions. Okay. Have you? Did you ever have to do fire drills whenever you were younger?
1: Yeah. At school?
0: Yeah. Sure. How many times on those fire drills did you evacuate and then all of a sudden your eyes went missing and your tongue fell out of your mouth? Never. See, I don't think we can really say that that's what happened either then. If they would have evacuated because their tent was smoked out, did that cause their eyes to, to fall out?
1: And for them to break their ribs and that other guy to break his neck? And get a skull fracture? I don't know, man. But that's, that's what this guy said, too, in his video. He said... I'm starting they, to feel
0: like we're not going to solve this case before this episode's up.
1: Oh, I highly doubt it. Man, but that's what that guy's saying. They hopeful. evacuated because of the smoke. and they. But like you said, why would they continue to walk off? But anyways, he said that they died of hypothermia and due to, like, elements and things that they were exposed to, animals came and, like, took their eyes and their tongue.
0: No, but I don't know. see,
1: that's a loophole. Like, they wouldn't just eat one person or two people's eyes.
0: I've always known, like, wolves and animals to come, and whenever they're going to eat somebody or something, they grab a hold of, like, an extremity and drag it off to wherever they can go eat in private. hmm And I don't think a wolf would show up, or any other type of animal, and just be like, I'm going to take this eye, I'm going to take that eye. That's what I'm saying. go grab this tongue, and boy, I am stuffed. I'm going to leave these other eight bodies and... Uh, All right, see ya. Yeah. Like, mm -mm.
1: I just think there are way, way too many holes in every single theory.
0: Because then you think, sure, right there. There's way too many things to explain. And let's say the easiest thing is, like, sure, maybe the military, they were close to a military base. There was type of testing going on and stuff. Mm -hmm. What if, what if the military had something to do with it? Mm -hmm. And it was something that went wrong? I still don't even think you would have heard about it. Because I think the military would have buried it. They would have been like, "Yep, yeah, these nine hikers went out on a hike, and unfortunately, we don't never know what happened back.
1: to them." Yeah, because I feel like they were so into covering up stuff that they wouldn't have gone through that much to leave it as an unsolved mystery. They would have just wiped it off the face of the earth, essentially. I don't like know. you said, like why? Would, still, again, I just go back to the eyeballs. Like why would they pluck two people's eyeballs and be like, "Yep, they're never going to link it to the military"? Okay, here's a thought though. In the last like eight minutes we have. So you said no to the UFOs, right? Correct. What about supernatural?
0: Absolutely not. Why? I don't know. What type of supernatural?
1: Like spirits, ghosts. I mean, whenever you have natural tribes and stuff and they're doing their little rituals or whatever they're into because I feel like they all have their own religion, you're making a stink face and you're shaking your head, but...
0: No, I don't believe in ghosts.
1: Okay, but that's the thing, like...
0: Maybe it, it was a 1959 ghost? what a 1959 ghost does
1: that make it more plausible they all
0: went extinct since then
1: it could be um but i'm just saying like it's unexplainable and that's why some people just say they disregard the whole ufo thing because they're unexplained flying objects unidentifiable you can't explain it so people are like now just throw that out but it's like "Eh." i mean nothing else makes sense no logical explanation for this makes sense so if you think about it Maybe there's, like, snow Soviet Russian demons up there. I don't know. I'm just throwing, like, things out there because I feel like if you're talking about supernatural things, they could do something like that and it wouldn't manifest textbook as we would normally see it from, like, a motor vehicle accident. Like, somebody breaks their ribs or something from the steering wheel, they break their sternum, they have bruising, all that kind of stuff is normal. But maybe a supernatural creature was able to do that without inflicting... The, the external, like, soft tissue manifestations.
0: Okay. You don't buy it? No.
1: Not for, like,
0: give no. me five bucks? not even for the two what? or three minutes it took you to explain that. I don't buy it.
1: Do you still think that the fire is the most logical, though?
0: I think the fire is probably what made them... I think smoke is what made them get out of the tent. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe once they left the tent and the thing collapsed on itself or something... Maybe it smoldered the fire out. Mm -hmm. And then I think it turned into, let's follow me. Let's get away from this. Let's regroup and get our bearings. And I think as they were walking together single file... One of the guys tried to take charge. They were all a little intoxicated, and maybe not all of them, but most of them were.
1: I think like five out of the nine were or something.
0: They decided to make another little fire to figure out what they were going to do, come up with a secondary plan. Why they didn't return to the tent, I have no idea. Well, the
1: the three people that were in between the tree and the tent said that they were, they were found, their bodies were found all facing the direction of the tent, and it looked like their intent, <laughs> pun intended, was to go back. Right. So maybe they all grouped there at the fire, and they were like, you three, go check the tent out, but they weren't dressed appropriately enough, and hypothermia took over, real quick. Yeah. And they didn't come back, so then the other two at the fire were pretty much naked. so they were like, I'm going to stay next to this fire, you two, who or you four, who are dressed the best, go deeper into the woods and see if you can find somebody to help.
0: I don't think they would have sent somebody to find someone to help, because those people were very knowledgeable about their area. I think if anything, they went in there for more firewood, and they just didn't.
1: And a Yeti got them.
0: Sure. Uh the weekly lab <laughs> at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us. Tell us what <laughs> you everything out there. Tell us what you think. Um <laughs> I'm I don't even know. Yeah. Between UFOs and Yetis over here with her. Um Yeah. And just got to think practical. You do. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Next week, I, again, don't have any idea what we're going to discuss. That's why we need you to give us uh, an idea. So send us an email at lab at gmail.com. What type of mystery or mysterious uh, case do you want us to try to crack? You guys Mm -hmm. saw how good of a job we did on this one. So good. Case closed. Pretty much. Um, Yeah, let us know.